Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Blue Balls podcast. I'm your host, Luke Walsh. I am joined by Eric Reesberg. Uh, we are both your hosts for this episode. I got back in the old cadence a bit. You did. <laughs> and fucked that up. Um, but we figured it out. Eric, how are we doing today? We are doing pretty good. Recording on Wednesday morning. Both of us are off work, which is nice. Um, and yep. both of us not in Minnesota. So I am recording from Illinois. We are at... Um, Sarah's parents' place for Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, things are going well. We rolled in late-ish last night, around like 11 or so. Um, okay. Left after work. So, I mean, not terrible. Usually end up being closer to midnight. So, it was nice to get a little little bit of a jump on it. But, yeah. Right. yeah. Happy to have some time off and enjoy some Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving time is here, and we are. I am so ready for it. I've been here. I'm down in Iowa right now. I got here Sunday night. Nice. Um, Yep, and so I've been here all week. I worked worked from here a couple days, uh, and am just off today. So it's a nice, relaxing day so far. Yeah, that's good. I, I enjoy waking up on days off when you know all your coworkers are still working, and it's just like, ha, suckers. But <laughs> right, <laughs> no fools it's good. for not taking the day off. <laughs> yeah, well, good. I'm glad you're home with your family. How does um how Seb like the new house? Uh, he's adjusting to it for sure. It's mm. a, it was a transition period, um, but he's he's taken it pretty well overall. Yeah. Is he still wearing? Is he wearing the booties throughout the entire house? Not throughout the entire house. No, he has the booties on uh, when he's on the main floor, like the first floor, at the request it's... of of the parents. Um, but on the basement floor, which is where I'm sleeping and where we spend most of the day, honestly, he doesn't mm-hmm. have to have them on. So the hardwood's only up on the main floor then. No, it's it, that's the hardwood they give a shit about. They don't give a shit about the hardwood I on the see. basement floor. I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> is he walking normally, or is he still doing the little flaily thing with his legs? He flails about for about like fifteen seconds, and then he walks pretty normally after. Gotcha. That. He's got it figured out. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you're able to bring him down and and have family there. Is everyone there? Uh, most everyone is here. Um, Mo, my sister, is arriving tomorrow, so on Thanksgiving Day. Gotcha. Yeah, well, cool. Couldn't, couldn't get off before that. Yeah, yeah, man. I love Thanksgiving. It's the best. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we are. We just celebrated my dad's birthday last night, uh, and so now we're just in the all right. Get ready for Thanksgiving for real mode. Yep. Buckle up. Start <laughs> preparing some food. Start getting some drinks flowing. Yeah. It's, yep. It's the best. Mm-hmm. Speaking of drinks and getting them flowing, Eric, what are we drinking today? Uh, since it's the morning still, and I don't know what's up for grabs in the liquor cabinet, I just have regular coffee this morning because it seemed a right. little early for beer yet, but I would have spiced it up potentially um, if I knew where I was going. How about you, Luke? Mm-hmm. Uh, I am also drinking coffee, but I'm drinking an Irish coffee. I know where the liquor is uh, and found it and put it in the cup of coffee. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I do love an Irish coffee. They are yeah. delicious. Mm-hmm. They're really nice. Plus, you know, I've been here for a couple of days, so we've already been drinking on and off. So yep, it's whatever. that's true. <laughs> you haven't been there for that long. You guys got in like less than 24 hours ago, so maybe not. Maybe I did not have a couple beers drinking. last night when we got in, though. It's it's pretty commonplace for us to roll in and then sit sit around for a couple hours and chat, even if we do get in at like midnight. So usually like a late night when we come. But yeah, it's it's good. 
I'm loving it. Nice. Heck yeah. All right. Cool. Well, why don't we move on into the main segments of the show, talk about the football, talk about the NFL action coming up for this week and what happened this past week. And so we'll start off with the news. Uh, this is the first, we would talk about bye weeks, but for some weird reason, no one's on bye this week. I would imagine it's because of like the Thanksgiving the weird, games and all that right. weird scheduling yeah, the weird stuff scheduling. that happens. You would think, but you know, also like, I feel like they can figure that out. You know, they yeah. have two more two more weeks with buys. So and next week has like four teams or something like that. Well, next week only has two teams. But oh, okay. then the week after that has six teams. That's week. Yeah, week fourteen has a lot. I remember. Yeah. 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 So I guess keep an eye on that if you're in like guillotines or anything like that. Those weeks are terrifying when you're in a guillotine. Yeah, those weeks are, are pretty pretty brutal for sure. Yeah. But yeah, none this week. So we'll just we'll just keep rolling here. Um the Broncos, they waived Melvin Gordon kind of out of the blue. I mean, a little out of the blue. He had another fumble. Yeah, another fumble like at the end zone. So not great. Um, yeah. and he's fumbled the ball what like five times, six times this season? Yeah, so they just decided enough's enough. We're we're done with you. Um, yeah, I don't know if anyone's going to pick him up. I I have no idea either. Um, it's it's interesting. Like he still has talent for sure, um, but the fumbling is just way more of an issue this year than it was before. I don't know. There's a chance like he goes maybe like to the to the Rams or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I honestly like don't think there's like much of an improvement there if he goes to the Rams. Like yeah. It doesn't matter who the back is back there. And, like, he's seven years in the le- into his career. Like, this might be the end of Melvin Gordon, actually. I mean, it might be. It's it's interesting. We'll see if anyone takes another shot on him. But, yeah. At this point in the season, barring injury, I am hesitant to say anyone will. Yeah. I, I am doubtful as well. Yeah. But. Yep. That's, that's, the, that's Broncos. That's Melvin Gordon. Other. Another waiver move uh the rams waived daryl henderson also seemingly out of the blue (laughs) yeah i mean they must i guess feel confident enough with what they have in kyron williams and cam Akers, but like yikes which who would have thought like there was so much talk of cam Akers getting traded and he just wasn't happy there and now he's still on the team and daryl henderson is gone yeah it seems to have flipped a switch somehow i don't know um yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. They can't run in that line. We already we touched on it. That that offense is in shambles. Frankly, I think the Rams are just going to be done for the year. Like, couple sit after his injury. He won't come back, I don't think. Stafford might mm-hmm. be done, too. Like, it's just like, just call it a year. It's over. Oh, yeah. This is, I mean, I don't know if there's been a bigger Super Bowl hangover Uh None that I can remember, honestly. Not not one that returns as many pieces as this team did. This team returned a good Everyone. majority. Yeah. The line lost a couple pieces and mm-hmm. but other than that, like, it's all there pretty much. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Who would have thought that losing Whitworth on that O line was gonna be as they went from good to shit. <laughs> yeah. Real fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of shit, Sam Darnold, he is named the starting quarterback for the Panthers in week 12. And frankly, it's probably an improvement over Baker, but like still not much. Yeah, not ideal. I mean, you don't want, I, there's nothing that excites me about this. This is just a move. It's happened. 
Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's nothing. He must be DJ, more the the locker room must like Sam more than Baker, frankly, they, and that must be they what must. It is. Yeah, I mean, I think they're just ready for ghost hunting, I guess, to see, uh, to just, like, get some excitement on Sundays anymore. Um, that's the only thing I can think of. But, like, uh, in terms of what this could do for offensive production, DJ Moore at least has been productive with Sam Darnold, um, whereas he has not been productive with Baker Mayfield at all. So there's a chance he gets at least a little bit of an uptick, but I still wouldn't play him. I wouldn't start him until you see something consistent. And frankly, they're just going to run the ball. That's all they can do. And yeah. so that's that's what they're going to do is run the ball. Yeah, and that, I mean, they only kind of did that uh, this past week against Baltimore. Deonta Foreman only with 24 rushing yards on 11 attempts. Yeah, Carolina's pretty bad. Yeah, it's it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> it's rough there right I would now. not want to be a Panther fan, that's for sure. No, not at all. Um and we're not, and I don't know anyone that is. So Brett, that's Brett's a secret Brett. Panthers fan. Yeah, right. He just Brett is a secret it. Panthers fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and final piece of news here: this just was announced right before we started recording, but Zach Wilson officially not starting uh, for the New York Jets on Sunday, um, which is fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's I mean, bad. He has he's bad. He uh, is not taking ownership of not producing. For this team uh and so it's it's time for the Jets to just kind of like try and put him in his place I guess yeah if Salah wants to keep this locker room intact he had to do this there's really no other option I mean you can't just have a guy playing bad running his mouth like not taking responsibility especially when he's the quarterback and the captain like if he's playing good and like they were still losing and like it's a, kind of a different story but like he's not playing well and so right yeah, I, this it, this had to be done. This is the right move by Salah. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. So we'll maybe see. he we'll comes see. back if he gets an attitude correction or something like that. But he's also not a good player right now. He's no, he's really he's... struggling. He doesn't read the field well at all. Nope. I mean, I so. get it. They like the Patriots' defense is really good, and uh, they really you know shut down that offense. But also, it's an NFL offense, and when you're averaging throughout an entire 60 minute game you average three less than three inches a play is what they averaged (laughs) yeah it's not it's not good that's bad yeah uh yeah but that's the news and so we're going to move on into injuries that happened from this past week of football uh first one um i hate talking about this you also hate talking about this this impacts your team as well Yes, it does. Yeah, but uh, Justin Fields, quarterback for the Chicago Bears, uh, has a left shoulder injury. Initially, it was called a dislocation. Now they're kind of saying an AC joint sprain. Um, But he's day-to-day, and he's questionable for this upcoming week. It's not his throwing shoulder, so that's encouraging. But also the way that he is the offense and he runs the ball, uh, if he takes any wrong hit on that shoulder, then we're fucked. Yeah, that's the big concern, right? Is he's he's not just a stand in the pocket passer. He he runs, he uses his body, he gets all over the field. If he takes a wrong hit, like it could be like really, really bad. Um I imagine he gosh, they probably sit him for at least a week, I would think. I mean, play it safe, right? Like he's he's the QB of the future for the team, and so you don't want to risk any any further injury to him. Um you're not playing for the playoffs this year, so no need to risk anything. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. We'll see. I mean, I think he wants to be out there. He's definitely a competitor. And so we'll see how much like push he has in getting on the field because he's, he's a competitor. He's a good player. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Yeah. Justin Fields. It's, it's a bummer. Yep. For sure. Definitely is. Um, so keep an eye on that. If you have Justin Fields on any of your teams, uh, because he's uh, QB one the rest of the way when he plays. Yep, totally. Yep. Other QB we have on here, Matthew Stafford uh, suffered a concussion. Re, I guess, got reconcussed is what it would be, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, which is bad. Yeah, not bad. great. Uh, he's questionable for this upcoming uh, week. Likely not going to play. And this is what we were talking about earlier with the Daryl Henderson move. Um, the Rams just aren't in it right now, and so don't risk uh, the people that you that you're paying. Yep. Yeah, they're sh- they're shipping it this season. I think it's just like it's over for them. Yep. So keep an eye on that. Uh, yep. But that's that's what we got for the QBs. And so running backs, Joe Mixon also in the concussion protocol after this past week. He is questionable uh, for this upcoming Sunday. Um, we'll see. I think I think the injuries yep. happened pretty early on. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just one of those things you have to watch. The protocol is like very specific on how you get through it, and it's possible to get through it in a week, but it's it's worth watching because um, obviously he's a great player. If not, uh, Samaj P. Ryan, definitely the guy to have. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he P. Ryan, this past week after Mixon went out, he caught three touchdown passes. Um, yeah. So that's, that's that, that I, offense runs through the running backs, which is wild considering the talent they have at receiver too well i mean you know higgins is great but i guess burrow and higgins did have a good week but burrow without chase uh they're just going to go through the running back position much more frequently yeah yeah and it's working i mean they're they're kind of cooking again so we'll see we'll see what happens with cincinnati um after that we have clyde edwards alaire he had a high ankle sprain early in that game um he's gonna be out four to six weeks um, he was like, he had like split touches with Pacheco up until he went out, but now this is Pacheco's backfield for sure. Um, if he's miraculously available somewhere, go get him. I'd be shocked. There's, I, I would be shocked as well. I'm thankful. I, I mean, I don't like people getting injured, but I did pick him up in a league where my second best running back was AJ Dillon. So I'm Ooh. pretty happy with that. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> the, the fact that I get Pacheco the rest of the season. Um, but Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You and, he, know, and he looked good. He got like 120 yards or something like that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, 120 yards on like 16 or so carries or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 107 yards on 15 carries. Uh, only 40% of the snaps um, just based. I mean, that's just the Chiefs doing what the Chiefs do. But, yeah, yep, this exactly. this is his backfield. Yeah, McKinnon's going to be the change of pace out of the backfield kind of guy, but I mean, he only got six touches and one target, so mm-hmm. um, definitely not a concern um, when it comes to the the points being there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, that's uh, that's Clyde and Chase Edmonds uh, of the Broncos also suffered a high ankle sprain. He was put on IR. Um, this doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no this is kind of why i was like even more surprised in the melvin gordon thing like i know he's got like the fumble issues or whatever but like the fact that you lost another running back to ir just then like you got to keep someone on and so i mean we're looking at latavius murray and marlon mack yeah that's it gross yeah 
Um, so if you Omer is like fine still somehow. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Murray. I mean, Murray. If you scooped him up when he initially got signed, then you are taking victory laps right now. Um, yeah, you're sitting pretty now, for sure, which is nice. But also, uh, last week. 50% of the snaps, 17 attempts for 49 yards, the touchdown, and a touchdown. The touchdown saved his day. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to be the guy for sure. Yeah, in in a dysfunctional offense. And then, speaking of dysfunctional offenses, actually, Jalen Warren out with a hamstring strain. Um, he's probably going to be out this next week as well. Um, yeah. But Nashi took advantage. He actually had one of his better days um, of the year. Um, so we'll see if that continues, but I mean, that offense is terrible. Oh yeah. Not, not good, uh, at all. I mean, Kenny Pickett is, uh, making Pat Firemuth more of a, uh, streamable tight end and startable tight end in recent weeks, but that's pretty much the only Najee's been looking good the past couple of weeks as well. Um, yeah, but yeah, that offense struggles to move the ball. If they go against any good defenses, right? I mean, they went against Cincinnati. Cincinnati defense has nothing to write home about. So, no. Yeah. Um, when they go against a real defense, I would be pretty worried. But Jalen Warren was looking pretty good before he went out. Um, he was getting getting a decent number of touches and was somewhat explosive too. So, so disappointing to see here. Yeah, it is. It is for sure disappointing to see. Um, but Najee time is back in Pittsburgh. Uh, I guess wide so. Re- yeah, I guess so. Wide receiver position, Wandell Robinson of the New York Giants suffered a torn ACL and he is done for the season, which sucks because he finally had he had his most productive game of the year uh before the injury happened. Um, yeah, he like finally like popped off a little bit and it looked yep. looked good and then yeah, ACL. It just ACL. sucks. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate as hell, so he'll he'll miss the rest of this season. I don't know. I mean, he'll probably miss half of next season as well. Yeah, I mean, um, at this point, it's already week 11, right? So yeah, at least first couple of games he'll probably miss. Yep, and this is when you don't want to rush him back from. Like, he's he's a rookie. He's, like, one of your better receivers right now. Um, yep. So definitely be cautious with him moving forward because he looks good, and you don't want to hurt this offense further down the, run, down the line. Yeah, um, in terms of impact, I think Darius Slayton continues to be the guy. Um in new york now that you yep. know that wandale's down um he, and he's actually played pretty well this year as well so he has um, yeah don't sleep on slayton oh yeah i think slayton if he's if he's available for anyone uh anywhere definitely take a take a shot on him past four weeks he's looked really good overall yep yeah i'd pull up i pull up his actual stats but i can't seem to find him at the moment i am yeah, i'm working one-handed uh <laughs> yeah that's true um <laughs> 10 targets last week um the previous few weeks he's had 13.3 9.1 17 and 11.10 fantasy points so yeah. um decent but his yards per catch are good too they're all um above 15 ish so right so you like yeah. to see it you do you do like to see it for sure uh, next up, Kadarius Tony of the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> suffered a hamstring strain. He is probably he out did. multiple weeks with this reaggravation yeah. of this hamstring strain. It's bad. It's just, gosh, every time he gives you hope. Like, he actually, like, looked really good. 
in he the did. one game he played. Like he looked super explosive. He was like making people miss, and then all of a sudden, hamstring strain, which yeah, is just making... like classic Kadarius Tony. Yep, of course. Get he gets your hopes up just to squander it uh, in an in incredible fashion. <laughs> yeah, he's um he's a showman to say the least. Yeah, uh, the not the greatest showman, that's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, next up here, we have Mike Williams, who re-aggravated his high ankle sprain early in the game. Gosh, I don't know. He's probably going to be out. They're not going to want to rush him back, um, but that's a bummer. It sucks. It Everyone thought Keenan was the one that was going to get re-hurt, but no, ended up being Mike. Yep, yep. Uh, so what this means is Josh Palmer is still Josh on Palmer's your fantasy still radar. Viable. Yeah, it's dumb. I dropped him in a league last week because both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen were back, and then he has the best week of his life, and yep. now he's not available. So that's fun. Yep, that's how it goes. I mean, that's that's the risk you take sometimes. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought? I, I mean, you know, Williams did get full practices in, right, before they brought him yeah. back? Yeah. yeah, he did. So I don't know. you think that he would have been fully good but guess not the ankle had different ideas <laughs> yeah for sure and then the last guy here rondale Moore. um he has a groin strain very early in the game after getting a catch for negative six yards so that was great for a lot of people um he's probably gonna be out this next week um we'll see um mm-hmm. marquise brown could be back this week as well so Something right. to keep an eye on in that Arizona um, wide receiver room. Yeah. Uh, Brown could be back uh, in terms of uh, other receivers. Greg Dortch, uh, after after Rondale Moore uh, got hurt, Greg Dortch was in for a lot of that game. 93% of snaps, nine catches for 103 yards. He looked good, but he also got hurt. Uh, he's getting an MRI on a thumb injury, so he could miss time as well. So it's un- unfortunate. Yep. It's still D-hop. All D-hop. Yeah. Yep, D-Hop and James Conner. And, I mean, with McCoy, it's hard to trust anyone, really. I mean, even with McCoy last week with Rondell Moore, he he was kind of disappointing. Um, wasn't he? No, maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking wrong. Uh, Yeah, I mean, not definitely not as, as high as you expect from him. But Yeah, I guess he had 13.9 against the Rams. But, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Huh, we'll see. Yeah. He's a good player. Hopefully he comes back, but he's probably yes. going to be out week 12. Most likely, yep. Um, and uh, our last guy in the injury report here, we got tight end Kyle Pitts, um, who is like a bringing the horse behind the barn situation here. Um, he tore his MCL, so he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Um, and fine. He was not startable in any capacity anyways. Um, I hope he gets better, and I hope Atlanta – gets a quarterback that can throw in the off season. But until then, I mean, fantasy wise, this has almost no relevance whatsoever. Yeah, it does. I mean, Pitts was already, you know, uh, not trustworthy. He was already a bust uh, and now his season's done. So yeah, I mean, you hope, you hope for a better quarterback for next season for him. And you hope for an offensive, like an offensive play caller that actually wants to pass the ball instead of just passing. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just run the ball 500 times a game. Yeah, it's pretty frustrating to have any receivers on Atlanta right now, or anybody on Atlanta, frankly. Their offense is just so bleh. Yeah, not great. I mean, Cordero Patterson had a good week this past week, but that was on the back of his record-breaking 103-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. 
Yeah, I suppose that's news that we should have yeah. mentioned. Cordero Patterson yeah. is now the king of kick returns. Yep. His he was ninth, sharing the crown, and now it's his. Yeah. Ninth career kickoff returned for a touchdown uh, by Cordero Patterson. That's and crazy. He, he took it 103 yards, and it was... It, I watched it happen live, and I was, like, simultaneously happy and upset. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> What's crazy is he broke it after they've changed all the rules to make kick returns so much harder yeah. for for everyone. Yep. Um, and he still was able to bust it with pretty much no issue. He almost got caught at the end, which was kind of surprising. Cause that, I mean, he's not as fast as he used to be, I suppose. No, he's still fast. But like that, when he was returning it, and I don't know if, you've, if you haven't seen it, go and watch it. But the last two guys he beat were dead ahead to converging on him, and he just split the gap. He just yeah, ran that was, right that, through the middle of them. That was impressive. I was really surprised he went, decided to go through them instead of around them. I think they were surprised too, which is probably how he was Probably able to why it. it worked, yeah. yeah he, he just turned on the jets uh, and just went right in between them, and then they yeah. couldn't recover. Yeah, it was a pretty good return. Very little yeah. cuts. He pretty much just ran straight. <laughs> yeah, he found he found the, the right path and just went uh, gung-ho. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I'm just glad he has the record. It, it's fun to see a guy that you've watched play a lot in your mm-hmm. team's jersey, especially um, do well. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but that's what we have for the injuries, uh, and so we're going to move on into the recap of what happened in the league this past week. First up is what is this? Our highest scorer and our biggest spread of the week. Yeah, that's correct. So Breeze's Pease is putting up 164.34, which is the high score on the week, and was enough to beat uh, Copper Cup, putting up 124.33. That margin of victory is 40 points, uh, almost on the dot. <laughs> almost exactly, yep. <laughs> so congrats there, Ermin. Next up, Devontae's Inferno putting up 118.6, which was enough to beat Chub Thumping's 88.01, and that 88.01 from Chub Thumping is the low score on the week. Uh, so sorry, Josh. <laughs> Next up, Team Rennie putting up one fifteen point six two, defeating too many cooks who put up ninety five point one two. Not quite enough this week, Eric. Yeah, it's okay. It happens. Yeah. I was feeling hopeful, um, and then um, Najee happened. Yep, yep, and then Najee happened. So you can't really do much about that. Daft nope. Punk Tribute Band putting up 113.91, which was enough to defeat Return of the Cups 94.35. And finally, our featured matchup from this past week, Hashtag Trade Montgomery putting up 130.82, which was just enough to beat Prestige Worldwide's 127.76. Uh, tight, tight game for the featured matchup this past week. A three-point spread is what yeah, that both- ended up being. Yep, both of these teams falling almost exactly one point below their projections, so maintaining that three-point spread all the way through. Vegas always wins. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as big hitters, I mean, Derrick Henry putting up 25, Chris Olave putting up 20, having his biggest yeah. game um, so far. I mean, he's been great this season, but like finally like kind of a blow-up game for him, which is mm-hmm. nice. Um, getting that long 50-yard touchdown um, yep. definitely helps. Um Rondell Moore almost lost it for Eric. Um, he did. Getting yeah. that minus 0. 0.6 there at the beginning. Um, scary stuff if you own Rondell Moore. Um, and then David Montgomery and Tyler Bass having great days say, yeah. as well. David Montgomery we- putting up 20 and Tyler Bass putting up 26. What? That, that 26.2A is uh, just an insane score for anyone to put up in a week, let alone a kicker. A kicker. 
of all people, <laughs> a kicker. Um, he's got two 40 to 49 yarders, one 50 plus, two 30 to 39, um, and one chip shot along with an extra point as well. Just field goals for days in Buffalo. Yeah, six field goals, one extra point. Tyler Bass putting up 19 of the Bills' 31 points from this past week. And that establishes him now as kicker one. Good for him. And uh, Brett Maher, he wasn't the only kicker that had a great week. Brett Maher also put up like a 24-point week. Uh, yeah, Maher's killing position. it this year too. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Blake's team, we've got Jonathan Taylor with 14.9, which is which is right around projection a little ahead of it. But Tony Pollard with a 34.9-point performance. 80 yards and six catches for 109 and two touchdowns. Uh, those touchdowns that he caught were beautiful, beautiful catches. They were embarrassing is what they were. Um, I mean, yeah, for you. Yeah. <laughs> for no, your I, Minnesota Vikings. Tony Pollard is great. He's he's so good. Um, Dallas would be fools if they continued to like try and put the full load on, on Zeke first, which I think they're kind of getting it now. They're figuring it out. Yeah, they finally understood that like, oh, we have two productive running backs uh, and Pollard is actually better. Yeah, let's use yeah. him more. Totally. But it's not like Zeke had a bad day either. He put up 17 fantasy points as well. Yeah, so like, that's true. Yeah, it's um, it's a two-headed monster back there. And then the other big thing, we talked about this a little bit, Washington putting up 20 points with Chase Young back, um, yep. doing, his, doing his best to make Houston suffer, and suffer they did. Yeah, two interceptions, only 148 yards a lot on the day, five sacks, and one touchdown for that commander's defense. Uh, great showing for them yeah they they played phenomenal yep they sure did uh in but terms not quite of phenomenal misses, enough what what not quite phenomenal enough because blake yeah. still ended up losing by a couple points here that's true yeah a couple points in terms of in terms of misses i mean justin jefferson like the rest of the minnesota offense did absolutely nothing in this yep. matchup against the cowboys uh kirk had no time all day to throw the ball um so that's yeah, unfortunate. I don't I don't really blame anyone except the offensive line, frankly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, honestly, all of Blake's receivers uh, just had down days. Terry with only 7.6, Boyd with 5.2, and then Dalton Schultz with 3.7. Um, any of those guys, you know, just have a more average day, get closer to their projection, then Blake comes out on top here. So just an unfortunate situation for Blake's receivers there. Totally. Yep. But that's why we play the games. That's why we don't just do it on paper. Yep, exactly. So uh, that brings our podcast records. Uh, Eric, you are up to four and four. I take my first loss of the season, six and one. I told you that she was going to drop. <laughs> yep, it did drop. It took yep. a while, though. So good it did. So it far. did take a while. Uh, Blake's still sitting at two and one. Josh, one and oh, and Brett, oh, and one. So um, that is what we have for the week. Uh, Eric, congratulations. Blake, you let me down. <laughs> Thanks, Blake. I appreciate it. And great job, Eric. <laughs> Uh, in terms of weekly scoring, this one was actually a little bit up from what we expected. Still yeah, not pretty, great. Pretty close to average, only 0.8% higher, about one point's worth above average. But the big the big bump is next week, or this week, so so keep your right. eyes peeled. Yeah. And there's no buys, so it should be up because all your stars are going to be available. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Margin of victory leader is still Copper Cup from week six at 92. And now looking at some of the, the record streaks that we have going on in the league. Devontae's Inferno with the largest win streak right now with three wins. Uh, Brees' Pieces and Hashtag Trade Montgomery each with two wins. Uh, only other streaks that we have going. And then on the other side, the L's. Chubb Thumping and Too Many Cooks with 
two losses in a row and return of the cup, still suffering with five straight losses. Yeah, it's not it's not good. It's not yeah, it's definitely not going Sean's way right now. That's for sure. No. Not having cup definitely hurts. Like Oh yeah. Yeah. Massively. Massively hurts. Game changer. But that is what we have for the recap. And so now it's time for what happened in the waivers. Eric, what, what happened here? Yeah, so there were three pickups, um, all with decent money, but no secondary bids. So Taylor Heineke getting picked up by Jackson for $15. Um, looking at his roster here, I think that makes a lot of sense. The other starters or the other quarterbacks we have are Jameis Winston, Jacoby Brissett, Matthew Stafford, Kyler, and Zach Wilson. The latter three of those who are not playing, actually, and the first one. So really your options are Brissett who you get for a week, and then mm-hmm. Heineke. So, yeah, not ideal. Yeah, need, um, need a quarterback. <laughs> and Heineke, the commanders are going up against the Falcons, so uh, should should have plenty of room to throw the ball in this matchup. Yep, versus Brissett and the Browns going against Tampa Bay. So, uh, Yeah, you don't, you don't love that. Although Brissett has three good weeks in a row here, 20, 16, and 26, so... He's not I doing mean, terrible, you would, but yeah, he's he's trying to put on a show to end his time uh, as the starting QB for the Browns. Um, because he will, uh, he will be substituted out for sure. Oh, definitely. There's no way. Yeah, they they will start Deshaun Watson the first week he is eligible. Yeah, I did pick him up in a league because I need a quarterback. I mean, if you're desperate enough, yeah, I I adamantly am not picking him up just I, out of principle. I know. I don't want to, but yeah, I don't know. He's going to, here's the thing. People are going to like n- not pick him up and then he's going to go off in the first week and then he'll be the number one waiver priority pickup. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that is what we have for the waivers. Oh, yeah, a couple uh, more actually, here. Demarcus Robinson yeah. picked up for $7. I like this pickup a lot. Um, Demarcus yes. Robinson has been getting a lot of work. Um, Duvernay is running more routes, but demarcus robinson is seeing a higher target share per route um, mm-hmm. so it's good to see him out there um putting up some points so i like this pickup for ermin and then marlon mack taking a flyer um ermin as well three dollars um it's fine i mean the denver offense is is like nothing but i don't know could there's potential upside there so worth a shot he'll get playing time and we know that marlon mack has has talent and he can be good enough um i just don't know how much time he'll get in this offense like with Murray with Latavius Murray being like the one uh and they know him and they they use him so I just don't know how much work Marlon Mack is gonna yeah no I definitely have my doubts on Marlon Mack but we'll see we'll see what happens here but worth worth a three dollar pickup for sure yep totally yeah but uh yeah now that is actually what we have for the waivers uh and so now is where we would typically talk about trade reviews but we don't have uh any trades this week and we haven't had trades for a couple weeks so instead we're going to do a little special segment uh that eric came up with eric what what are we doing here now yeah so this is very much like the uh thank you notes segment on jimmy fallon if any of you've seen that before um he basically like writes a thank you note to someone for something and usually it's a little bit cheeky um but i figured since it's thanksgiving time we would we would just say things that we're thankful for in football generally um yeah. so yeah because yeah, well then eric Right, it is Thanksgiving, and we want we want to share what we're thankful for and what we love, and and what brings us coming back to this game, both through the good times and the bad times. So, Eric, what are we thankful for this year? 
So the first thing that I'm thankful for um, is Devontae Adams, um, and specifically because he left the Packers, and now the Packers are bad. So thank you, Devontae Adams, for leaving. I also am thankful for that. But my first uh, thank you note is going to go out to Chicago quarterback Justin Fields. Thank you so much for making the Bears offense actually exciting to watch uh, and giving us some hope moving forward that we can put points on the board. <laughs> yes, I am also thankful for Justin Fields because he's um he's my solution to the quarterback death that I've had over the last few right, years. Yeah. Um, my next thank you note goes out to Saquon's thick thighs um, for being mm-hmm. there for me and for carrying multiple of my fantasy teams this year. Wonderful, wonderful thighs and so, so productive. So thick. Yes. Uh, my next thank you note is going to go out to the quarterback, a quarterback we just talked about, Taylor Heineke. Thank you so much, Taylor Heineke, for being able to see Terry McLaurin on the field and actually throwing the ball his direction and making him a productive receiver. <laughs> yeah, I I appreciate that very, very much. Uh, my next thank you note goes out to Jeffrey Bezos for giving me my Thursday nights back because the schedule has been so boring and the games are not worth watching. So mm-hmm. thank you, Jeffrey, for giving me my time back. Yep, thank you so much for that. My next thank you note is going to go out to our league's very own Brett Wills. Thank you so much for giving me Josh Jacobs in the offseason and giving me <laughs> giving me a running back that I can comfortably put in uh, week in and week out and not have to worry about it, barring injury. <laughs> yeah, that is always a blessing when you give somebody a quarter or a running back that's useful. I think Brett has been on the other side of that as well. <laughs> Um, if I remember correctly. Um, and this uh, last you, thank you, you that I have, um, this is from both me and Luke, um, but we are thankful for this league specifically um, because it allows us to make the podcast, which you're listening to right now. Um, and I think we both greatly enjoy um, the time that we get to spend putting this together um, and giving it to you guys. Yeah, we do. We do greatly appreciate it. And we appreciate that you are all uh, listening to it and enjoy it and ship in, you know, come on and guest host and, and provide your feedback in your segments we enjoy it every single time uh and just thank you guys so much for for being a great league uh and great league mates yep and so that is what we are thankful for in football yeah it's a good segment just remember to be thankful this this season everyone yep and so now after that segment we have eric the power rankings so not a lot going on in the power rankings. Nothing I'm, has changed. Um, yeah, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing a whole lot of same, same. <laughs> yep. So nothing has changed. So we're just going to roll through this real quick. Team Rennie at 10, Too Many Cooks at 9, Return of the Cup at 8, Chubb Thumping at 7, Trade Montgomery at 6, Devante's Inferno at 5, Brees' Pieces at 4, Daft Punk Tribute at 3, Cupper Cup at 2, and Prestige Worldwide still at 1. Um, so here we are. Yeah. That's, I mean, we that's it <laughs> i mean we talked about last week how it's we found the groove and we're in the groove this is just the groove <laughs> yep this is this is the power rankings um yep. and maybe they might be a touch too forward looking um mm. which is why prestige worldwide is still at the top considering he's two wins down you know um, right from from the leader but i don't know he's also scored the most points so it's not like that it's not it's not that out of like question that he would be the number one team. Yeah. Right. So So we'll see. Yeah, we will. 
but I think the biggest discrepancy is Devontae's Inferno at five. He's probably not the fifth team, but that, yeah, I feel like that in a week in and week out is, is kind of the thing that surprises me is how he keeps winning games, but he doesn't move up in the rankings. Yeah. Yep. So we may have to do a little more tweaking and see, but because I do think he's better than fifth, but I don't, I, I, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, points for wise, uh, that actually lines up because he does have the fifth most points scored, um, and second least points against. So, right. But yeah, I feel like third, five is like is a little low for the league leader at the moment. Yeah, I mean, still being nine and two should should have a little more weight maybe than it does. So we'll do some tweaking mm-hmm. and see. But yeah, that's the big discrepancy for me is that Devontae Inferno is at fifth. So Jackson, we see you. Um. I know you're probably like, what the heck? Why am I still at fifth? Because I'm winning. Yep. We see you. We see you. We are aware of it. It's and just math. That's, yeah, that's the algorithm. <laughs> blame, blame the algorithm. Yep, you can totally blame the algorithm. That's fine. <laughs> but not the algorithm writer. Don't do that. Right. Never the algorithm writer. Yeah. Uh, but that is the power rankings. And so now it is time for our matchup preview for this upcoming week, week 12 of football. And the teams that we are going to be looking at here are team... Rennie going up against Team Chub Thumping. Yeah, these the are just Red... teams that we haven't given enough love yet this year. So, right. yep. And so we want to make sure that everyone gets gets quite a bit of love. Uh, gets their gets their time in the spotlight. You know, whether you want it or not. <laughs> yep. Uh, the spread uh, right now on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, we have nine points in favor of Josh Roll's team. Um, and so let's let's just go down this list. Let's see what is exciting, what's not exciting. Eric, what do we think about these quarterbacks here? We've got Jimmy Garoppolo for Ryan, and we've got Russell Wilson for Josh. I mean, frankly, neither of these are exciting, but um, I like the matchup a little bit more for Russell Wilson going against Carolina here. Um, so I think for that reason, I'm going to take Russell um, versus Jimmy against New Orleans. But I mean, Jimmy's been moving the ball just fine. He's going to get you a solid floor of points every week. Um, he had a good week last week with 25.4, throwing four touchdowns, which is probably Jimmy's best game ever, question mark? Uh, yeah, potentially. I mean, very well could be his best game ever. But, yeah, I mean, you look at this offense and the weapons that they have now in San Francisco for him. You've got Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, there's just everywhere that he can go with the ball. Um, and so I could see Jimmy being quite productive the rest of the season yeah i mean my big concern is new orleans defense they have a pretty solid pass defense so that's that's true they do um but you know you don't want to trust aaron Rodgers. i mean the the packers have looked better the past couple weeks for sure uh and he's had decent enough weeks but the eagles are still the eagles (laughs) yeah i mean i would maybe start gino if i was josh over russell wilson but yeah the raiders are especially against the raiders they're the worst against quarterbacks um, and yep. adjusted fantasy points allowed. So, um, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, of these two, I think just based on the defensive matchup, I would go, well, no, I actually think I'm going to go with Jimmy over Russ. Right. Um, the defense is better for new Orleans, but with all of the, all of the skill position, the weapons that they have for San Francisco, um, and the Broncos just have not, they haven't done shit, and Russell Wilson's only good week came against the Raiders in Week Four. They played the Raiders again last week, and he only put up ten point six. So yeah, that's true. The, the Panthers are a bad defense, but the Broncos are also a terrible offense. True. So I think I'm going to go with Jimmy here of these two options. 
All right, sounds good. Next up here we have the running backs. We have Antonio Gibson going against Nick Chubb. Um, is Nick Chubb? Yes. I, I, mean, I don't need to. There's yeah. no breakdown of this. It's Nick Chubb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a tougher matchup going against Tampa Bay, but still, it's Nick Chubb. Yep. Um, Gibson's looked great the past few weeks in terms of actually being involved in that offense and, and, and doing stuff. Um, but Nick Chubb. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Next up, Najee Harris for Ryan and Deonta Foreman for Josh. Uh, the Steelers are going up against the Colts and the uh, the Panthers are going up against the Broncos. Um, so this one's interesting because Foreman has the potential to, to actually put up good weeks. Najee Harris Talent wise is much better, but the Steelers' offense is also trash. Um, I'm gonna go with Najee here because yeah, yeah. I think I think so. I think I am too. But I do think Foreman's under projected here. He's like four points lower than Najee, and I don't think that's right. Um, I think it's closer than that. But I am still gonna go with Najee here. Yeah, it, the the matchup for. Um, form and going against the Broncos defense is not ideal for sure. No, definitely not. Uh, yeah. And with Sam Darnold under center, they're just going to challenge Darnold to throw the ball. Um, so they might just bottle up that run game with Foreman. I don't know. Yeah, I'll go with Najee. Yep. I will too. And the first wide receiver line here, we've got Nico Collins for Houston going up against T Higgins. Um, Nico um, on Ryan's team is playing Miami and Higgins is going against Tennessee. Um, I'm going to go T Higgins here. He's just, he's just the better talent. Yeah. Uh, Yep. There is a chance Jamar Chase is back this week. I think it's a slim, very slim chance. Uh, But even if Chase is back, I do like the production that T Higgins has uh, in this offense. Um, And uh, I mean, if he's the two, then it's a little bit lower of a, of a floor and ceiling but if he's still the one then he's gonna have a great week higgins i'm 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 all in on higgins he's great yeah yep so i'll go higgins over collins here yep me too next up uh, an interesting matchup this one i like a lot Uh, donovan peoples jones on ryan's side going up against christian watson for josh's team uh dpj and the browns going up against the bucks but dpj uh, the past three week, three games uh, has been super involved in this offense. He's put up 10.1, 12.4, and 14.6 fantasy points. Um, Amari Cooper is balling out as well. These receivers are just doing work for the Browns right now. Which is weird because they don't even have like that good of a throwing quarterback right now. But No, yeah, yeah they don't. I, I think the Christian Watson touchdown thing ends going up, going up against Slay probably this week. Um. I'm gonna go. Would with he be up against here. Slay? I think so. Yeah, you don't think Slay's they put the, Lazard on him? No, I think Slay's the more athletic guy. Um, and okay. with Watson being as athletic as he is, he's fast, he's big. You need your best corner on him. Um, I think Lazard is is less of a threat. Okay. Personally, so you're, that's that's what I would do if I was the Eagles. But I mean, yeah, that I mean, it makes sense. It tracks for sure. I just don't know. We'll have to wait and see what they do. Um, because I mean, Rogers while being garbage here this year the past couple of weeks he's i mean he's thrown watson a lot in the red zone a lot Gosh, yeah i just don't think like i mean he's got eight catches for five touchdowns in the last two weeks i just don't buy it like that's i mean that's ridiculous come on the pace is insane it's absolutely insane but watson's an athletic freak i don't know 
Um, the problem is, I get those I, touchdowns. These are such boring weeks. Like, like four for forty-eight last week. The week before, maybe yeah, sure. Four for one hundred seven. That's that's four or that's twelve points in our league. Twelve, thirteen points. But like last week, that's seven points. I mean, gosh. Right. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I think I think I'm gonna go with Watson here. Mm. Um, I I watching the game the past week. Every time they were in the red zone, Rodgers was looking for Watson every single time. Yeah, that's um, true. And I, I think he's going to do what he can to find a way to get this kid the ball in the end zone. Um, so I, I, you know, I think the trend continues at least one touchdown. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Watson here just because the ceiling is is stupid. Yep, I, I agree with that. That's fair. Next up here, we have um, Battle of the Chargers wide receivers. We've got Keenan Allen for Ryan's team going against Mike Williams for Josh's team. Uh, Mike Williams questionable as of now. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Um, Probably Keenan Allen. Of the two, yeah. I I think I would go Keenan Allen as well, just because with the re-aggravation of the injury, if Mike Williams plays, he'll be on a snap count. Yeah, and I mean, Allen got eight targets last week already, so like he's already like fully involved again. Yeah, right. Uh, so you'll love to see that. Um, in terms of who Josh could slot in at that wide receiver position in case Williams doesn't go, we have Tyler Lockett and we have uh, DeAndre Carter as well. Carter, I feel not as great about, but Lockett, I would feel pretty good about slotting in there. Yep, I'm into Lockett. Gallup is also there. Um who is an option. I don't know about Gallup as well. Yeah, the targets were pretty, I don't, pretty low last week. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, pretty low, but like also CeeDee Lamb only had five targets. Like the Cowboys were just so far ahead. Yeah, they can just run week. over everyone. Although if they're going to struggle with doing that against the Giants this week. so They are, for sure. Um, but yeah, I just don't know. I mean, Gallup, even when the Cowboys have been in competitive games, I haven't been in love with his involvement in the offense this yeah. season. No, that's fair. Um. So, yeah, I feel like Lockett would be a better slot in. Uh, but, yeah, I'll go with Keenan Allen um, of this matchup right now. Yep, I'll take Keenan as well. Tight end position's interesting. We've got O.J. <laughs> Howard for Ryan's side. And right now we have Kyle Pitts. Interesting is a side. word you can use, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, right? It's it's a choice. Um, but, yeah, Josh will slot someone else into this tight end position. Who between Noah Fant and uh, Brock Wright? I do not know probably fans but like you would think so oof yeah there's a there's a pretty rough options um to have to go down to um but i mean oj howard has also not been great yeah but ryan has no other options i mean you're looking at theo tremble or jeremy ruckert tommy tremble you mean tommy sure whatever tommy tremble is theo tremble a person i feel like he is a person Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, Jeremy Ruckert also is a nobody uh, in this Jets offense that won't. I've, they, they're going to have a new QB. Mike White or Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah, it um, it's it's rough out there. Um, I'm going to go with whatever tight end Josh decides to play. I think I am, too. Yeah, there's just like <laughs> nothing here for Ryan's team. Um, which is a Yeah, there's not. Which is rough for sure. Definitely. 
Um, next up in the flex, we have Jarvis Landry going against Joe Mixon, who is questionable at the moment. Um, assuming Mixon goes, I'm taking Mixon. Yeah, if Mixon plays, I, I easily take Mixon here, um, just because his his. I mean, we talked about it. the The Bengals' offense right now is going through the running back position. I mean, it's just a, it's incredibly important for this offense. And Joe Mixon is an absolute monster. Yep. Otherwise, like Latavius Murray is available there as well, and I just don't trust Landry um, very much in in this offense. I mean, he got a touchdown this last week, but not on four targets, three catches for thirty three yards. So like. He's not involved. He was only on, on no. the field for fifty six percent of the snaps. Like he's just not involved. Yeah. No, he's not. He really isn't. Uh Chris Olave is the guy and then and then Juwan Johnson is also super involved in this offense. Um and Taysom Hill is just the Taysom Hill factor. He just takes looks away from people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's um he sucks. Although he did but, lead the team yeah. in rushing with I don't know. 52 yards 50 yeah 52 yards so yep rough go for for new orleans this last week yeah definitely was uh for sure but yeah i'll go with the i'll go with the joe mixon side of this matchup right yep, now uh, as too. long as mixon plays i will too yeah kicker position we have jake elliott on ryan's side and nick folk on uh josh's side right now the eagles are going up against the packers in philly and the patriots are going up against the vikings on thanksgiving in Minnesota, so in a dome. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of these kickers, let's see. Jake Elliott is the kicker number 28 on the season. Nick Folk is kicker like six. Yeah, yeah. the problem with Jake Elliott is like Philly is so efficient at scoring. They don't need mm-hmm. him very much. Yeah, he's like always extra only points. A, yeah. He's attempted nine field goals this season, uh, right. and it is week 12. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like they're just so good at scoring touchdowns, they don't really need him. Um, I would take Graham Gano over over Jake Elliott at this point um, from the bench for for Ryan. Um, but I think either way, oh, I'm yeah. going with Nick Folk here. He's had a good year. Minnesota lets you get close, um, but doesn't let you score all the time unless you're Dallas. Um, so I'm gonna go with Folk here. Yeah, I'll go with Folk as well, just because the Patriots' uh, offense just is going to give Folk more opportunities for field goal kicks. Um, we've already seen that. I mean, he has he has way more attempts than Elliott does, uh, and he's been overall productive. A little down last week with only two points, but yeah, I'll go Folk here because um, he'll actually kick some field goals. I think so. Yep. Before we move on to the defensive matchup, how excited are you that the Vikings have the night cap for Thanksgiving? Um, I mean, considering Kirk primetime is not good. Um, That's what I'm talking about. I don't about. feel great we, about like, it, but also this is going to be like, they're going to be so mad coming into this game. Like after mm-hmm. getting absolutely trounced by Dallas, I actually feel kind of good about it. Um, the Patriots defense is still fantastic. So. Yeah, that's the only concern, right, is the Patriots defensive line is still gets a ton of pressure. So I'm a little nervous about that, but I think overall the Vikings can can handle it. Um, okay. Yeah, the Dallas defensive line is better. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, I was just, you know, I was mainly curious because, I mean, Kurt Cousins in the afternoon game was hot trash, and we know the primetime Cousins narrative, and it's actually proven true. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not crazy about the fact that we have to play at night, but playing at home on a holiday after a big loss, I'll take it. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Uh, and now, finally, to wrap up this matchup, we have two defenses here. Uh, Chicago Bears for the Renbarger team and San Francisco 49ers for the Rolls team. Uh, Niners going up against the Saints and the Bears going up against the Jets. Uh, Niners. Very interesting. Yeah, I mean, the Niners right now. The Niners are just a better defense overall. Their defensive Um, line is so good. I I just, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Uh, And yeah, that Saints offense is, I mean, it's something. (laughs) Yeah, really the only time the San Francisco defense has struggled was against the Chiefs, which, understandable. Yeah, anyone would struggle against the Chiefs for sure. Yeah, besides that, their lowest production was randomly against the Falcons. Um the week before they played the Chiefs, so they got trapped. Yeah, I mean, the Bears' big problem is they can't really stop the run, um, and that's what the Jets are going to want to do. So, Yep, right, um, exactly. It's like a yep. weakness yep. on a strength, so I'm going to go with the Niners yep. here. Yep, I'll also go with the Niners here. And so that is what we have for the matchup, and it is time to pick a final side. Which team do we think will win this matchup? Eric, did you pick first last week or did I? Um, I don't remember. I can go first, though. Um, I'm going to go with Josh um, here. I just think um, Chubb, Mixon, if he goes, um, Higgins are just like higher upsides um, than anything really that there is to offer on, on Ryan's team. So for that reason, I'm going to go over there. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Josh's team here um, for, yeah, for the case of uh, the ceiling for Josh is good, but also I think the floor is just much, much safer for Josh right now. Yeah, Chubb, um, Chubb then, and Foreman and Higgins give you a really solid floor. Yeah, yep, and and Ryan's floor is not great. Uh, he's got a lot of guys that can just give you in, just goose eggs, honestly. Yep. So you don't love that. Yep. You do not love that. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with Josh here as well. All right, but Ryan, feel free to prove us wrong, as always. Yeah, as always, feel free to do that. Uh, but Josh, I would like to get back in the win column. So do your thing. <laughs> I would like to remain in the win column as well. <laughs> we all we we care about our records here. We it's a matter of pride. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but that is what we got for the matchup preview, and that is what we have for the show. Eric, uh, anything else you would like to add? Uh, no, that's it for me. All right, perfect. Uh, Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Blue Balls podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. And with that, have a good night, have a good day, and have a good Good luck. Good luck.